0: best song ever my name is brian Lebenn, and alongside me as always is my dear dear cousin luke Lebenn. how you doing today luke
1: i'm just spectacular. thank you for asking how about yourself
0: uh i am also
1: spectacular. good
2: yeah good.
0: no I'm, I'm doing pretty good I've, I've
1: had a busy run of things lately how about uh how about you oh i did have a busy run but then i had a nice four day weekend mm. um for mm-hmm. my fiance's birthday and so that that was a lot of fun nice you do anything good oh i did so many fun things played dnd i had an improv show on nerd. sunday best <laughs> was that referring to the D or the improv combo oh god damn it you got nerd combo <laughs> times two so nerd far nerd comboed me yeah. we're not even like a minute into the episode yeah. you nerd comboed yourself um and then we stayed in a cool hotel downtown mm. like 10 minutes from our house and that's um, fun yep and we saw us the jordan peele movie Ah. so um actually when we we saw us and then went and checked into the hotel and creepy yeah and uh like the hotel looks like well first when you first walk to the elevator this is the siren hotel and it's like really small historical building small rooms but when you first walk to the elevator it's all like white and black checkered floor Mm -hmm. and it looks really cool Mm -hmm. and then we went to the basement to get ice and Mm -hmm. it's literally like the room from twin peaks oh is it called the black and white room or the red room whatever but um it looks it's got red walls this weird mirror and black and white tiles and then like uh later we were hanging out in the candy bar which is their bar which it took kyle A long time to figure out
0: it's just a regular (laughs) bar like
1: uh with drinks yeah they say they have candy bar on the menu under dessert but (laughs) that's fun and that's what made kyle realize that it was called why that Uh, was called candy bar yep and um i went to the bathroom and i saw this door that was like bathrooms downstairs it was in that black and white checkered hallway and so i'm walking down and you know the music in like the theme it's in the trailer is five i got five on it yeah and There was some other, like, 90s rap song playing as I walked down the stairs, and it just felt like I'm like, I am in Us right now. And then I get down there in the creepy, like, red room from Twin Peaks, and I go in the bathroom, and I'm, like, freaked out. But I did Shazam the song. It's really good. Mm. It's uh, by a guy named J-Live. And uh, Mm. then... I go upstairs and see that there was a bathroom up there. I didn't need to oh. go down into the creepy Twin Peaks basement.
0: That sounds terrifying.
1: Yeah, it was pretty
0: great. But you survived. Yeah,
1: as far as I can tell. Um, I am reluctant to even ask you this, but how was Hamilton, Brian? Yeah,
0: you know, there's a point in your life where you pass a marker and you are no longer the same. And I did that. I I saw Hamilton alive. Oh you finally became a man yeah i feel like i became more than a man like i i became i you became I, a
1: hamilton's man yeah
0: i don't know what happened but my life is forever changed uh i told you and i stick by this it is the best creative work i've ever experienced um it was it was phenomenal like it, it blew my mind
1: hmm like was it better than like bill and ted's excellent adventure yes hmm was it better than the Bible? Yes. What? Okay. Was it better than um, the, the sex save I
0: made with myself? I haven't seen it, so oh. I can't judge. Um, I keep telling you, I don't want to see it and uh it's got some really great to, choreography do, do you ever rewind a part where the sti- like you go and in reverse well i i do <laughs> but you can't really tell it looks pretty much the same as going forward <laughs> right um but yeah no it, it was it was so good i wish and hope for you that you're you're able to see it now at some point
1: i well i mean you don't have to tell me because i love it and i've listened to the soundtrack mm-hmm. endlessly we've talked about it before but Lynn didn't show up at yours. Right? No, no, he okay. did not show up at mine. Now what was your favorite part? Was it the rewind part uh, of satisfied?
0: Yeah, it was it was satisfied for sure. I so I had um listened to the soundtrack a lot back when it came out and um hadn't listened to it in a in a while. Oh really? And I had never watched like a bootleg copy of a performance or anything. So huh. um I don't I didn't have like A super super deep understanding of the intricacies of the characters and Mm -hmm. all of that so um experiencing just that like the every part with hamilton and eliza and angelica was the best part to me like their Mm. their story was just so good and just like angelica would be singing but like in the background up on uh, on the rafter or whatever yeah. you know and she was always kind of haunting that relationship oh, it was it was right. just everything about that was probably my favorite that's so awesome also i mean another exciting thing about this time of year yeah there's a lot march madness
1: baby college basketball i know you're a big basketball head you know who i'm rooting for we talked about it last year who the riverton jeremy's how they doing this year how my air bears doing? they didn't make the bracket this
0: year i'm sorry did Um, they make it into the league because i know they've been trying to get in they're not in the league so they're not a team but you know who is doing pretty well unfortunately who? Is Liberty University, like the super conservative racist Christian university oh, the, yeah, with the yeah. Falwells, you know, they're they're like an underdog. And apparently God is on their side. Oh, uh,
1: But um, maybe I, they got Trump to sign one of those Bibles. That's I, probably their trick. That's probably it. But I don't want to bore you
0: with talk about March Madness too much. But I what I do want to tell you is every year around this time, my favorite sports website called Deadspin puts mm-hmm. out a bracket for name of the year and what they do is they collect actual names they come across are these of players or of teams these are of people not necessarily all sports the these are just in news stories like all just all encompassing in Could the just world be anyone yeah but they are real people and they set them up in in <laughs> in different uh, matchups and then they crown, and then they publicly shame them, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. And then they crown a winner of uh, name of the year. So what I want to do is for us to take a minute and look at this bracket, and we're gonna pick our final four. Which four names are going to be the best, and who we think is going to win? Okay. Sound good? So sounds uh, great. Uh, besties, give us a minute. We're gonna look over this, and uh, we'll be back with our findings. Okay. All right, so we've had a chance to look at this. Now, Luke, this was your first ever experience
1: looking at the name of the year bracket. How did you find it? Uh, I found it. Uh, I just looked down, and I found it was sitting uh, on no the I table. No, I mean, like, what do you of think me. about it? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was great. I yes. had myself quite a few giggles. Oh, um, yeah. There's some great names on here. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like I think I know who the people i think i know the pulse of the people and who they're gonna pick
0: all right so why don't you go ahead and list off your final four these are who you think's gonna win each region to face off in the final four of deadspin's name of the year all right. First up, we got Storm Duck.
1: Storm Duck.
0: What a strong name. Yeah.
1: He's like, you know, most ducks are on calm lakes, but mm-hmm. this duck's mm-hmm. out there in the storm. Storm Duck. And then we got Pope Thrower. <laughs> I I like to think this, this is like someone who's coming in to shake up the Catholic Church and give it <laughs> a new, new face yeah. away from all that past like ugliness. Young, Like the young Pope. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jude Law. Yeah. And um, next up, we got Jizya Shorts. Jizya Shorts. Oh, boy. Um, I feel bad for Jizya. And last but not least, we have Ecclesiastical Denzel Washington. That's a great one. I felt like all the other yeah. ones were too short. Storm Duck, Jizzy Shorts, Pope Thrower. I wanted a long one. Yeah, that's a great one. Ecclesiastical Denzel Washington. Yep. Not to be confused with the Corinthians Denzel <laughs> Washington. you right. Um,
0: so my final four is, first of all, Manchester United MacGyver. Uh, Constantine Sepsis. That's an unfortunate <laughs> last name for any first name. Uh, of course, Jizya Shorts. Yes, and Reverend Pixbutt.
1: <laughs> Reverend Pixbutt. Uh, I I really enjoy. I that. really I really want to know uh, what what religion Reverend Pixbutt <laughs> practices. <laughs> that would be good to know. Um.
0: So who who do you think will win overall? I think it's obvious. Who yeah. do we both pick? J- it's Jizzy, Jizzy Shorts, Shorts <laughs> of course. Um. Uh, I feel Jizzy Shorts. I did some research. She. Was oh. actually Miss Houston, uh, for for a beauty pageant, uh, and that I feel so bad for her. <laughs> well,
1: do we know? Is there any like reason her name is Jizya, or is it know. just like a normal name?
0: My guess is it's probably pronounced differently. Yeah, but it. I mean, you gotta think. You gotta know what it what it looks like.
1: Oh, cool. So, now we've been just making fun of these people. Thanks for reminding me that there's a human being behind this name. You're very welcome. Everyone, go check the bracket out and shame people for their names. We all saw John Oliver's thing about how dangerous public shaming can be. And fuck you, Jizya Shorts. (laughs) All right. That was good fun.
0: (laughs) Um, And we really do need to start the show yeah we really do Uh, we've been talking we've been
1: yammering blah 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 all right folks well this is of course best song ever brian and i have each picked three of our favorite new songs we're going to present them to you and each other and if brian plays a song i really love i'm going to give my stamp of approval which is lordy lordy barry gordy and if i play one brian really loves he's going to give his which is papa likey all right Brian, you going to get us started? Um, I also
0: recently, before seeing Hamilton, yes. went to Montreal.
1: Montreal? <laughs> You're making fun of me. It's just how I say it. Montreal? Well, when I go there, it's more like Montreal because I'm eating all that uh, food. Croissants. <laughs> croissants. Yeah, I've never been there. Uh, It's beautiful. You should go. <laughs> I, I loved that it. I loved it. Uh, you would
0: really like it. They are a cafe sort of town. It feels uh. very European there. Uh, everyone speaks French. It's fancy as fuck and uh i i went there to see robin and i saw her in concert Mm -hmm. and it was so good i loved it um such a fun crowd positive energy everyone dancing around it was i i just loved it so much she killed it um if you have a chance to see robin anyone out there please do it's completely worth it uh but opening for her Was this act called Channel Trace? Who uh, I asked you if you listened to, and you have not yet. Yeah, no, I haven't. Um, I've heard Channel Trace a, a few songs. He only has like some singles out, and they've all been uh really enjoyable. And he was uh very good live. He came out with two people who danced with him. Like it was very coordinated, like '90s style uh dancing to uh. Mm, you know, chore- the 90s style, choreography eh? like um i'm trying to think of like i'm like mc hammer oh, okay. music video that is sort actually of what
1: i was picturing when you said that.
0: yeah um and it was it was a lot of fun and um i had actually it's it's funny i requested this song before i saw that i before i knew he was opening for robin oh really and then saw it live and it was great and then the day the next day i got an email saying you can play it So it it was just weird how that happened. I see you. I saw you, (laughs) Channel Trace. (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah. Let's just get into it. We've been talking uh, uh, enough, and let's really vibe out to this song. It's really good. It's also the first song that I can't say the whole title because it's got a word that us white boys can't say. Oh, I see what you're
1: talking about.
0: Let's listen to Channel Trace with Brilliant. You get the point.
3: Brilliant nigga on my way, you caught up in the old phase, got you in the trance, you might have missed your chance, you might have missed your chance, yeah, yeah, you might have missed a chance. Old face, got you in the trap. You might have missed your chance. You might have missed your chance. Yeah, yeah. You might have missed your chance. Where your nigga on my way? You caught up in the old face. Got you in the trap. You might have missed your chance. You might have missed your chance. You
1: I just vibe out. That was uh, that was really nice. I love me some flute. and uh, That flute was good. Yeah, it's great flute, great bass line, great beat. Um, He did go far away because I just read that he's from Compton, and yep. he went to Montreal to open for Robin, so he did. So I'm glad to see that he's living up to the promises his songs make. And he had me in a trance, so yeah. I might have missed my chance. To do what? I don't know too. love him,
0: but oh, nah, I'm not going to get into the the logic here with you. Um, yeah, I I love it. It's a it's just a great song to vibe out to. It was a lot of fun to see him uh, perform this and do choreographed dancing to it. And so that, he
1: was dancing choreographed with the uh, yes. other dancers. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah. was he? Did he have like a setup or was he sort of like just singing? It and was dancing? pretty much just singing and dancing. Cool. With
0: the music playing, yeah. So. Um
1: yeah, it was it was fun. The
0: the bass line is what really gets it it's so so deep and rich and wonderful. Oh yeah. And uh as... Every
1: time it like sort of would like settle down and then kick back in with the bass line the beat, I was like, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. And it's sort of dissonant and uh like like jazzy with the flute and the just the whole bass line in itself throwing in some off notes which uh I liked it was interesting sound and let's hear it for subtle percussion that oh, really yeah. has a big effect because when you just started adding in that like rim hit yep, yeah yep, that yep. and it's like it's really a quiet sound but just the way it's mixed and it, it makes the song sort of pick up when yep. that comes in
0: yep i i think it is uh he does a thing that really good producers do which is like balancing minimal minimalistic sounds mm-hmm. well uh like a few really great ingredients and i feel like that that's what this was all perfectly balanced really love it love this song it's going to be on a lot of uh party playlists Oh, are I we going back to that, that? no <laughs> oh yeah no that was that i left that concept last episode but i will put this somewhere yeah actually i'll probably put all the all of these on them but no there's no specific point in the party that i'm gonna <laughs>
1: imagine that this place yep can groove to at any time that's right
0: so that was channel trace check him out and all of his songs uh on on the spotify's or the the whatever's you use to listen to music uh and he puts his uh, music out via the label god mode which is mm. a pretty sweet name for the label
1: well i can tell you i like channel trace better than channel zero because they got a teeth boy and a bunch of demon family trying to eat my sister you know <laughs> i is that a show <laughs> it's, it's, that's right it's like sci-fi's um american horror yes, story it's much right. better than american horror story i have to um, watch that still it's really good <laughs> was... i don't think my spoiler was accurate either so there is a teeth boy but i don't know about the butcher's Block one i'm not sure <laughs> cool oh uh, all right well brian i told you uh when i was selecting my song I got an vets, and I got an noobs. Oh, yep, you did. <laughs> so that means an episode of veterans, which are musicians who've been doing this for a while, and that I knew, and then an epanube. So next week I'll have all artists that were new to me that I hadn't heard of before. Ooh, we got them vets, eh? "Yep, we got hey, vets today, you baby. Vets, baby." Um which and, which vet you gonna put on the
0: table for me?
1: Right oh, now? Gee, it's it's one you apparently do not like very much. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well. Let's let's get it, talk about this. So, this first song, this is from one of my favorite bands of the 21st century. Um, Brian, we talked about your famous mix CDs last week, and I know of this band because you put one of their songs on a mix you made back when I was in high school. Was it M79? It was M79, yeah. and uh, I am speaking, of course, of the Indie Yacht Rock Kings, Vampire Weekend. Um, and this band's music has been so important to me over the years. Like I said, they've been one of my favorite bands. Uh, my freshman year of college was when their debut had just come out. And so Mm -hmm. it was like the anthem of my freshman year. Really every song on that album is amazing. And I worked out to, uh, I like needed a song to just get me through the last like five minutes of my workout. And so I threw on Walcott and that's Mm -hmm. such a shredder. I -hmm. love that song so much. And, um, Then in 2010, they released Contra, another fantastic album. You don't think so. Um, That's right. I still love it. And then in 2013, Modern Vampires of the City, which I remember I heard Diane Young, which is like, it's like a sort of driving punk energy with these dive bombs on the guitar and also implemented like electronic effects and like vocal effects, pitching up and down Ezra's voice. And I became obsessed. I watched all their weird promo videos they did with Steve Buscemi Mm. that were hilarious. I forgot Um, about those, yeah. And listened to those singles over and over again. And the album came out. I was obsessed with it. Like, me and my friends and my fiancé, my brother, we would all sing Yahé and, uh, Mm. like, quote his little spoken word part in that. And then we saw them at Bonnaroo. And, like, Step has just always been one of my favorites. And that's a particular one that you said, <laughs> yeah, I don't like it at all. Don't like,
0: <laughs> it's funny because it all w- of your favorite songs are the ones I don't like, and I feel like a lot, like the I, I like "Everlasting Arms" quite a bit from Modern Vampires of, of the City, right? That's yeah, what yeah. And uh, you're not that big a fan of that one. Yeah, I mean, like, it's we good, have, but I like opposite every... vampire weekend tastes Yeah, sort
1: of. yeah. I like all the good songs and. <laughs> No, but really, I like Everlasting Arms. I like every song on the album, so we kind of agree. But, uh, Brian, when did you stop liking Good Things? (laughs) I didn't realize because it's like all year it's been like Pen 15, High Maintenance, Vampire Weekend. What's going on with you, man? Um, I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm getting maybe more impatient with things I find to have some pretension.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. And um, okay. But your your idea of good entertainment is like American Ninja Warrior, right? That's that's the stuff that's real good. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: yeah, it is good. Sure, I have to go watch Survivor after we're done recording this. Oh, okay, I see. I see I what see. you're saying.
1: Wait, so because because Ezra's got all the flowery language because he was like an English major, and so right. obviously that is sort of their. Their image is like the the preppy uh, yacht rock boys, but I feel like I don't know if that's that's true to who who they are. Yeah, I,
0: I would say that that was mainly aimed at high maintenance <laughs> of the of the three which things that is, you. Which is funny because that that's
1: a show that sort of is making fun of pretentious people, and yeah, sometimes it, just... it humanizes them because it shows people's mm. stories, but. Um, I've only
0: watched like two episodes, so yeah. I can't really speak to it. But,
1: um, but you're you're I I think there's something going wrong. You should maybe uh, go to the doctor and have your tastes checked, because my taste buds. <laughs> yeah, check your taste buds. All right. What's
0: the name of a taste bud doctor that you know? Do you know any taste bud doctors? Oh, taste bud
1: doctors. Um, there's Doctor <laughs> no, Trentington Outhouse. Um, there is Doctor Trentington Outhouse. There's also um. Professor Sweetums and uh he can help you with your sweets not so much for your salties. But anyway, Brian's taste buds aside, <laughs> um I have loved every Vampire Weekend album and so of course I was excited that they had a new one coming in Ezra had everyone speculating when he posted a picture on Instagram that said FOTB and turned out everyone was guessing what it was. Turned out it was Father of the Bride. And um they're releasing these singles in couplets. Uh first they released Harmony Hall, which we're gonna listen to, and twenty twenty one. They did Sunflower with Steve Lacey. He's from the internet was mm-hmm. in odd future and works with Kendrick Lamar a lot and amazing. And that song is insane. <laughs> Have you heard it? Yeah. I love it so much. Um that's probably my
0: favorite of the bunch.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. And then uh Big Blue is with that. Also there are Jonah Hill directed music videos For Sunflower and Harmony Hall That are really cool and you should check those out But we're going to listen to Harmony Hall And that's the first new song that I listened to And it was immediately apparent When I listened to it that They're switching things up a little bit and, I mean, you look at the album cover, it doesn't follow the same branding that they've had with, like, the old picture with their font. Right. I'm was, not crazy about the album right. cover. The album but, covers used to be good. But do you remember when Damn by Kendrick Lamar not. came out and everyone was like, this album cover so ugly. And then when you, like, heard the reason the artist did it. So, I'm like, I feel like there might be a creative choice behind it. I'm uh, still not crazy about know. it. And the lyrics, I think, are inspired by like political situation and uh it's interesting because i there's a lot of things now where if you're looking for that political connection it's pretty obvious but then people frame it in a way where it's like you could just sort of not pay attention to lyrics which Mm -hmm. most people don't pay attention to lyrics when they listen to music and so could sort of just escape and enjoy the music but so if you want uh if you want some political uh sort of commenting on on this it's there if you look for it all right we should uh get into it let us bear witness to vampire weekend harmony hall
4: In late December I believe that New Year's Eve Will be the perfect time for their great surrender But they don't remember Anger wants a voice Voices won't sing Singers harmonize Till they can't hear anything Thought that I was free All that questioning, but every time a problem is, another one begins. And the stone walls of harmony all bear witness. Anybody with a word in mind can never forgive the sight of wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified. I don't want to live like that. Like a young pretender Beneath these velvet gloves I hide the shameful crooked ends of a money lender. Cause I still remember Anger wants a voice, voices want to sing Sinners harmonize till they can't hear anything thought that I was free from all that questioning but every time a proud mess, another one begins. And the stone walls of I'll bear witness. Anybody with a word in mind could never forgive the sight of wicked snakes inside of.
0: I won't deny that that opening guitar riff is awesome right that comes on like that yeah. throughout the song of course it's it's wonderful um i think that it's impressive that they can have like seven different songs in one song <laughs> but it's cohesive and it works well and it's sounds good like it, there's so many elements going on yeah and it cuts out and it changes a lot of times and that's a fine like that's a hard thing to balance and I it's pretty impressive. I don't really love the song. Um, and that's one of the reasons I don't like it, but I think though I, but wait,
1: wait, the reason you don't like it is because you don't love it? <laughs>
0: no, the it's because of all of the different elements going in and out like uh that that's but I think it's impressive that they can have it be cohesive it just feels I see I see for it's just, you
1: it's a bit overwhelming
0: it's uh it's a bit like cooked in the studio like it, it feels a little too I oh, don't like know. overproduced or something yes. like that I understand sort of overproduced but it's just not my it's just not my style but I I think it's better than other songs like that if okay. that makes sense yeah, like yeah. it's it's good
1: Um, yeah, I give, give Brian shit, but actually we agree so often on this show. I'm actually really happy that we disagree. Yeah. It's fun to disagree. Yeah. That's what life's all about, baby. You got, people got different views than you. You got to listen to them and Mm -hmm. take them into account. Mm -hmm. Even Mm -hmm. if they're big, dumb duty heads. Like (laughs) Brian. Hey, no, no, you're the duty head. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, I touched my head and you're right. Yeah. Um, but, um, (laughs) No. And I'm glad you said that you like the guitar part, because if you like that, then uh, I know that your taste buds are still they're still functioning. They're still there. And maybe they're just, you know, tailored to different things. And that's okay. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's you. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I love uh, actually Ezra posted a video right before they the night before they were going to share the singles, the Harmony Hall and it was of them on stage at some festival or something playing that opening guitar part. And it was stuck in my head just from watching that like 30 second video of them playing it mm-hmm. on stage. And I loved it so much. And I was like, Oh man, I can't wait to hear that song. And so that's why I like, especially love it. Cause that, and we talked about, you said, cause you talked about being cooked in the studio. And that's something that, um, I feel like music, you got the technical impressiveness of it. Right. Something that could be technically cool. And then you got the soul to it, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. like something could be offbeat, off key. But if it's got that emotion and that soul to it, then it can still be great. And that's where I feel a lot of the soul from here. I mean, I do in some of the other, but really that guitar part just it just moves me. And like when I first listened to the song, I was driving down the highway to work and like that first it was like early morning and um it really has that feeling in the beginning almost like a quiet cathedral and then there's that whole gospel choir in the beginning when it like sort of or in the chorus when it blows up Mm -hmm. but that first cathedral feeling sort of makes me and this is partly why i interpret it to be like sort of the aftermath of the election and the aftermath of this sort of turning point in the world and everyone's sort of views are different from there and so it does feel like that's sort of calm after the storm and that it sort of explodes into something else uh definitely a churchy vibe to it mm-hmm. gospely and um if you watch the video it feels very like i said that chorus the piano and the chorus reminds me of new radicals get what you give for some reason yep. cuz I, I listen to I it, it and it's sure. it doesn't sound like it really but it just has that feeling and um the the video looks very 90s early 2000s type and it's sort of the way they shot it certain shots like mm-hmm. there's like a big fish eye one where he's going up to it It looks very much like it could be an a biscuit <laughs> video or something but you love love limp uh, yeah i mean they shred and uh it's also in 4-3 aspect ratio which is funny because uh-huh. when i first started doing like film stuff we were getting into hd getting away from that because that's the old aspect ratio. Now people are doing Bringing it a it lot back, for the baby. retro yeah. thing. The lyrics in the chorus are and the stone walls of harmony hall bear witness. Anybody with a worried mind could never forgive the sight of wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified. I don't want to live like this but I don't want to die. Mm. And so mm-hmm. you know that clearly I draw the wicked snakes inside a place you thought. Yeah. Obvious political uh, connection. With the gospel peaks in the song, you know, they're met with the soft, somber parts. And uh, I feel like there's like there's the hopeful parts and then there's the more quiet, difficult times. And uh, it's uh, does a really good job of capturing the experience that I feel like a lot of us have had. So that was Vampire Weekend with Harmony Hall from Father of the Bride out May 3rd on Spring Snow slash Columbia.
0: All right. I'm going to move on to... A Detroit musician we both love a lot, Steph Chura. Yeah. Uh, she put out her debut album in 2017, Messes.
1: I interviewed her back then. She was super cool.
0: Nice. Yeah. And she, uh, she's been around the Detroit scene for a while, and it's really, really exciting because she signed to the Indie Stalwart record label saddle creek and they are putting out uh her sophomore album coming up soon and the first taste that we have from this new album is fucking awesome oh yeah it's such a good song i'm really excited to uh to listen to it i know you're a fan of it as well Uh, it's called method man and she actually was listening to the wu-tang clan song method man Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know that song by method man yes right. m-e-t-h-o-d yeah yeah man. it's
1: on 36 chambers yeah, right yeah. yeah
0: it's a good song and she thought about uh this person that she knew when she was younger who was like very methodical about his manhood and his persona and so she wrote this song method man hmm. and um he was a guy who would like drink monster energy drinks non-stop and like not really shower, but he had this air of importance, you know, and like, mm. like someone you, who would talk and talk rambling about books he's read and all this stuff. And then in the middle, he would be like, oh, you probably don't understand what I'm talking about. Um, to kind of put down the person, but also like in a way that drew people into him. Um, so that's what this song is about. And I, I love the the lyrics, which repeat over and over again, which is he is a method man sipping on a taurine can which taurine is taurine like, is the yeah. yeah
1: in like energy drinks uh
0: it took me a long time to uh figure out what she was saying was sipping on a <laughs> and then I, I figured it out ripping up a box of books he says i'll never understand uh <laughs> and I, I like that as well just the image of this tortured methodical man like with yeah. the knowledge he has ripping him up and, oh you will never understand me <laughs> tortured soul so yeah. um it's just a really great rock song and uh, really smart lyrics, even though there aren't a lot of them, and someone who I'm excited to see that is succeeding. So let's take a listen to Steph Chura with Method Man.
2: He is a Method Man, a can, Ripping up a box of books, he i have never understand.
1: got to give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy and a Detroit artist. That's great because, um, you know, that's where Barry Gordy is from. Um, mm-hmm. That song, when I first heard it, because I was a big fan of Steph, obviously interviewed her, was a big fan of Messes it didn't really when I heard this I was like damn this rocks way harder than I was expecting it to because like I've listened to like the new she had like a song with car seat headrest that was really good a few months ago and it was just not what I was expecting and I was like because her first album, while it did have, it had some of those fuzzed out bar- Barbie guitars at times. I'm saying that with a Y, not an I. E. Oh, I <laughs> like thought barbed guitars is oh, more, but Barbie, guitars. not like a oh, okay. pink Barbie brand Interesting. guitar. Okay, no, um, and uh, but I feel like more of it was, and you a song started playing on Spotify right when we finished listening to that yeah, one, so where it was like and, very yeah. like pretty and lush, and that's more what I was thinking and then she comes out with this i'm like oh shit and um yeah really cool just the i mean the whole first part is rocking out pretty hard fuzzy and chaotic and love it and then that pickup right halfway through mm-hmm. so cool shred so so nicely and um now does she say that the method man was the best friend she ever had it sounds like it doesn't okay it? that's yeah. what i thought i thought you might know the lyrics more than me but that's sweet
0: i don't know if that's true but um that's what
1: i was trying to gauge is like (laughs) is she like is she like saying this in a bad way like not like he's sort of pretentious or like you were saying is it like a thing where it's like he's sort of putting you down but you still revere him or is it just supposed to be a character study without any
0: yeah i i uh i'm not 100 percent sure to me it kind of feels like sort of a combination of things just he was a complicated
1: person you know like which i like that uh
0: yeah just i think we've i've had friends like the tortured artist friend who is at times just pisses you off so much and you don't want to be around them because it's just like god damn it just Get your shit together, mm-hmm. or like just be a normal. And I feel person. like I've been that friend. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh they just have like such a magnetism to them as yeah. well, and like they can be like your best friend in in um in different moments, and yeah, like yeah. draw really great things out of you. But at the same time, sometimes they can be real assholes. So
1: man, sounds like a character study of someone who could be pretentious, but also has the humanity to them. The types of stories you'll find on High Maintenance season three on HBO now. <laughs> uh. I guess I should check that out. <laughs> uh, just bringing that back, but uh, no, really, I do. I like that a lot because people are complicated. Sometimes it's That's not true. just the simple. This is what I think of them, and uh, so yeah, really cool character study there. Nice job, Chura. Yep, we are
0: we are fans of Steph's Chura, and she has this new album coming out soon and uh we're gonna be our fingers are gonna be hot on the button waiting for that to come out oh yeah on our on our little phones waiting just hot (laughs) hot on the button hot
1: on the music release button and then once it comes out we're gonna hit it you know uh she couldn't have put that song on her last album otherwise it would be messed man
0: Mm, Messed (laughs) Man. that
1: was a really dumb joke i thought of before (laughs) the break (laughs) it was pretty dumb
0: but uh that was a good song we'll leave it there with your good joke yep. uh, that was steph chura with method man not method man uh and that's from midnight which is out june 7th on saddle creek
1: that's too long i know it's... what are you doing you're <laughs> yeah, playing with our expectations <laughs> uh
0: yeah she should
1: um i'm really glad you just played steph chura i mean that was a great cool. song but there's another reason i'm happy is why are because you smiling I have another artist from Michigan and Ooh. we didn't we are you know the other night everyone was kept asking us uh when Kyle and I were staying at the hotel going out around downtown people kept saying you going to the Justin Timberlake concert at Little Caesars and my answer was no but I feel like there's a Justin Timberlake concert here because we're in sync <laughs> 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 and um you uh-huh. just played an awesome michigan artist one of my favorite michigan artists and now i'm gonna play one of my other favorite michigan artists uh this is the band junior junior ah yes um they were formerly dale earnhardt junior junior changed their name a few years back this is a band made up of josh epstein and daniel zott they make danceable indie rock with catchy melodies infectious rhythms and quotable lyrics Brian's doing a sweet dance over there, and that's exactly what I do every time I listen to their music. Uh, And I hadn't really heard them until they rebranded as Junior Junior. I had sort of heard of them, but I didn't really uh, dig in and listen. And the album Junior Junior is one of my favorite records of 2015. I have the vinyl. I went to see their show, and their show was really great, and they felt like sort of hometown heroes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I overheard people being like, Oh, I knew this guy. I went to school with someone who knew the guys, or like, and like, I think their family was there and stuff. And uh, just felt like a really, like, everyone was just super psyched to see them. And they put on an amazing show. And, you know, I used to have sort of issues dancing, like in front of other people. Uh It goes back to like high school homecoming dances where I was insecure. And um, I feel like that was one of the shows where I was just like, I don't give a fuck. They make me want to dance. I'm just going to do my thing and not worry about other people. And I just remember me and my fiance and my friend who we went there together and we were just belting out the lyrics to gone and dancing and having a great time since that time. um, They, you know, we come in here and we're always like, man, since the last album, this band has undergone a lot of changes. Yeah, that happens a lot. That's a lot of press releases uh-huh. framed that way. And I, when I did phosphorescence, cause he like became a father, remember a few right. months ago, I was like, man, he really had a lot. And then the, I had no idea. This is some crazy shit right, right here. Boy. What okay. do we got? What do we got? So since the last album, they have fought their way out of a major record deal, mm. um, to make their own label. That's what they're, mm. they mm-hmm. made their own thing. And, uh, they fought some psychological demons, dealt with some mental issues, you know, and then Daniel Zott fostered to adopt two children. Oh, wow. Then had a third biological child oh, unexpectedly. <laughs> and so, yeah, they've had some crazy times. That and we say that a lot, but man, did they do it. And you can sort of tell it's coming through the music that these are sort of different people from the last time we heard them and um they've still got the danceable groove somewhat it's still catchy got some good hooks but everything feels a bit more measured and mature and uh their sound has definitely changed and grown uh we're about to listen to this song i get this one stuck in my head all the time and um we'll talk a bit more about its meaning after but here's junior junior with big bear mountain
5: Maybe things will get better on their own We can leave behind the parts we've outgrown Maybe it's perfect how it is And no matter what you do You don't get to write the story You just get to read it through
0: That's not at all what I was expecting to hear. I, right. Um, it was very much a, a nice like piano uh, ballad mm-hmm. uh, with flourishes like from the seventies rock. Sort right. Of. That key
1: change for yeah. sure.
0: He has like a much better voice than I realized. Um, I don't know. Maybe oh, I just yeah. hadn't listened that hard. But,
1: um, yeah, it was that was cool. Yeah. Well, and it's different. It's different music, and so you might be hearing his voice in a way that you hadn't heard before because you said you were really a big fan of the older stuff but when you heard the new songs you were down with them right yeah there was i can't remember nyc no, i believe was
0: the one maybe yeah. yeah uh but there was one that was like oh shit this this is a good song yeah. um and i totally forgot about the that they would have other new songs so i should check right. that out
1: <laughs> yeah i really like the new direction they're going and just really well crafted songs and that um very similar feel to or it makes me feel similar to when I listen to that Vampire Weekend song where it does feel like this sort of healing uh, experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. comforting experience when, and I don't know if you could hear me because we have headphones on but I was singing the chorus because I can't hear that chorus and not sing along to it thankfully i could
0: not hear you hey
1: i have a lovely voice how dare you josh epstein who is the uh, singer said this about the song big bear mountain is a song about purpose someone very close to me was dealing with a parent being diagnosed with a terminal illness and it was weighing on my mind when we are gone all that is left of a life is legacy what did you do with your time how did you leave the world different than you found it In reality, maybe none of us has as much ability to change the world as we may think. But should that stop anyone from trying? I sort of interpreted as politically and sort of culturally when I first thought of it, because I'm like, people complain about progress and, oh, I need to change this and you change this. And I really think that we can shed the things we've outgrown is, um, a really good way of looking at it Mm -hmm. like these things that change culturally and people are resistant to it but really that i feel like that is what it is just like human beings grow and shed the things that they outgrow culturally and like collectively i think that's what people do as well Mm -hmm. and um, that's a good point yeah yeah. people
0: want to hold on to it onto their their skin so much instead of letting
1: it absolutely yeah And I feel like that's sort of a human instinct too, but you sort of have to overcome it. Um, Otherwise you'll be stuck. And uh, just the belting out big bear. Like I just picture every word he says in the chorus. I just picture being on this big mountain, just belting those things out to the heavens saying, please remember us. So that was junior junior with big bear mountain from invocations slash conversations out May 31st, on Love Is Easy Records, Love Is Easy. People, that's Let's not true. Get with it. <laughs> Love is sleazy the way ah, I do yeah, it. That's better. That's <laughs> hey.
0: Name it that instead. My last song comes from my favorite album of the year so far. Oh. I, I have one that has really dug its way into my heart, and I feel like it is without a doubt my favorite album that's come out this year uh just came out last friday and this is uh Nailufir Yanya and yep, i yep. love this album Miss Universe so much it's uh it's really great jazzy guitar pop but it goes all over the place you got some yeah. crunchy rock songs some really pretty um minimal guitar songs as well as some straight up pop jams it it's all over the place it has a connecting thread of these interludes that are um like a, a mechanical sort of voice talking about from this um health hotline yeah. almost um and about wellness but it's also sinister because yeah. it's like
1: sort of dystopian like yeah. controlling you yeah
0: and um it's an album that deals a lot with uh, paranoia anxieties um just all sorts of uh
1: or as i call them my best friends (laughs) yeah no
0: it's it's stuff that uh you and i have both talked about on here before we very much identify with um i i just love every song on it it was i had complete free reign to choose any song i wanted from it which Mm -hmm. was so overwhelming
1: and there's like 15 right
0: uh yeah well 17
1: but like several of them
0: are interludes it was like half of them including the interludes i wanted to play on the mm, podcast right. so like i had to f- whittle it down and pick a song i feel like is good is well representative of the entire album and i think i did a pretty damn good job myself um i'll be the judge of that yeah but... let's let's take a listen to this uh this is a great example of what makes this album so great here's nilufra yanya with paradise
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Dice. I'll pay the price But now you here The birds appear mm-hmm. Don't do
1: gotta give that a lordy lordy gordy as well i think that was my favorite song on the album uh i need to listen to it a couple more times i've listened to it a couple times but i want to it's a long dense album and Mm -hmm. so i definitely want to listen to it some more is that nylufer playing the guitar as well yes because that guitar work is phenomenal
0: and the guitar work on the entire album is incredible i love it like it's not necessarily a flashy guitar album but it is like in its own way like i just i love all the guitar yeah the whole thing yeah see
1: because i didn't really think of it that way when i first listened to it because you have so many other elements but then when i was reading like that's more how she started off as more of a singer-songwriter and um for her debut album sort of expanded and uh just yeah it definitely is driven by the guitar but you Mm -hmm. there's so much else going on that you're not even thinking about it and Um, you know, she started off, like you're saying, as one of the like jazz singer songwriters, which I feel like I picture like a Nora Jones or like a Kobe Mm Kelly. And I feel like there is a lot of like singer songwriters who sort of start in that style and branch out. And they're very different uh, artists, but it made me think of Billie Eilish because she sort of has that singer songwriter style and is branching off into her own thing. But so it's cool to hear that. Now, Loufer started that way as the sort of more traditional singer songwriter and then broadened it here because when you hear it now, it's like, wow, I really wouldn't think that's where she came from. But then if you're listening for it, you're like, oh, I can sort of hear traces of that style. You can sort of see that's where she came from. And um, But yeah, it's definitely jazzy, lush, beautiful, but with some uh, driving guitar and some, uh, some really uh, great grooves in there and
0: it's so exciting to me because this is her debut album. Yeah. She's 23 years old, which is insane. She's so oh, really? so young and she just comes out the gate with like such a fully realized conceptual album that is cohesive yet so diverse at the same mm-hmm. time. Like I I just can't imagine what she's going to be doing in like 5 yeah. years. It's it's crazy um really gotta check this whole album out everyone out there i love it so much if i if it's not my favorite album at the end of the year then i'm in for a treat because i'm gonna hear one fucking great album <laughs> you know like this yeah. just ah man i tell you what hey Lufer, you did it uh so you described the um like the hotline sort of as dystopian yes which uh most reviews are doing the same like i think Mm -hmm. that's pretty pretty clear however i will say like having worked previously in the mental health system i and having experienced the mental health system myself i don't think it's like that far like it's not really that dystopian like it Hmm. does it feel that's how it feels within dealing with the system like it's, it's like it's, that
1: sci-fi that's a little too close to real life exactly yeah.
0: like it's something that you're putting your trust in it's the system that's supposed to be helping you and you feel like it's turning around and hurting you over and over mm. again so I, I i really you know having history with that uh appreciate that running throughout uh the album when albums have like those interludes that are connected sometimes it's like all right i'm gonna skip these yeah. the next time through the music is really good with them, and I think they're really smart, and I listen to them every time I go through. Yeah. So even that part is uh, really well executed.
1: Yeah, they don't mess up the flow at all. They
0: Not at all. They add yeah,
1: to the flow of the album.
0: So that was Nailu with Paradise from Miss Universe, which is out now on ATO Records. Who, ATO Records have put out my favorite album from last year, Natalie Press, as well. So oh, nice. they uh, they know what they're doing over at ATO.
1: All right, Brian. Um is JT in here because once again we're in sync <laughs> because uh you just played a song from your favorite album of the year and I'm about to do the same. Um this is crazy. It's you know what? We didn't plan it. It's
0: nuts. But I think Jesus did.
1: Yeah. I pointed to the sky everyone after I kissed my fingers in case you need to know. But uh so this next uh album this is uh, another band like Vampire Weekend whose music has been very important to me for years. And I told him such because I interviewed this artist just like I interviewed Steph. Wow. Um, This is Kishibashi. Ah. Um, and I've loved every Kishibashi album starting with 151A. And that's like my favorite. And then... <laughs> The next one is like light light spelled with no vowels. So I pronounced it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um then Sunderl Sonderlust of 2016. That's when I interviewed him. That was a great album. And on that album, he um the whole story behind that was like that he sort of had like a writer's block and sort of started over. And what came out of it was like he was introducing like electronics in a way he hadn't before and using different styles. Sort of a departure, but still with some of his previous style mixed in there now this one when i heard it i was just like this feels back to basics um it feels like you could throw any of these songs on his first album and they wouldn't be out of place then again they feel like new territory as well um and you know his his main instrument where you usually would work with is violin and he plays many instruments but um I most remember him for the violin and just the orchestration on this is phenomenal. And that's why I say back to basics because a lot of it's driven by like acoustic guitar and different orchestrations. Last time he sort of branched out from doing everything himself, which is the way you usually do it. But on this one, again, he enlisted other uh, people and one of them being Mike Savino from tall, tall trees, mm-hmm. which I played tall, tall trees yep. a couple of years ago for uh, their album, free days, great album. And, um, I actually know of them because they opened for Kishibashi when I saw them. And uh, Nick Ogawa, who goes by Takenobu, and um, he's a cellist. And I was listening to Takenobu's music. That's T-A-K-E-N-O-B-U. And he makes some really uh, amazing songs as well. Some great people backing him up. And I feel like these are some of the best songs he's ever written. He was inspired by political things happening. And he said this. I was shocked when I saw white supremacy really starting to show its teeth again in America. My parents are immigrants. They came to the United States from Japan post-World War II. As a minority, I felt very insecure for the first time in my adult life in this country. I think that was the real trigger for this project. Throughout this album, he's sort of drawing parallels between the time we're in and that post-World War II internment. Uh, time, uh, in the U S where, you know, many Japanese immigrants were forced into, uh, internment camps. And, uh, he said this about looking at history. Sometimes we look at history, it feels far away and removed, but there are fundamental lessons of love, compassion and fear that we can learn from the internment and apply to issues today concerning refugees, immigration, and minorities. There's so many tragedies and atrocities that have happened around the world at different times in history, and I think it's really important to have compassion, to understand the suffering that people endured before you, and to not repeat the past. So let's take a listen to Kishi Bashi with Summer of 42.
0: Papa like you yes. Very much. Yeah, that was great. Loved it. Beautiful. Um and it's all uh, it totally tricked me, man. That song <laughs> tricked yes. me. We listen to our songs in the dark. <laughs> yes. If you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know. And turn the lights. <laughs> yeah and uh i went to turn the lights on when it when it was fading uh out there and i look over and luke is <laughs> wagging his finger no no no, sir. no 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 um so i turn them back off and the the end part there is just awesome i love it so much yeah. um yeah i didn't pick up a lot of the lyrics but just knowing you know tying tying back to uh the time of like internment camps and mm-hmm. such um and just feeling like it would never happen or like it's hard like it's hard to imagine a country like our country doing this and yeah. now it's kind of like well not really i mean we had you know children separated from their uh, parents at the border and yeah. like kept in cages you know right. like, like just just recently year, last year yeah so it's very emotional um and uh very beautiful uh yeah i really liked that song
1: yeah, and there's really, I feel like this is the most, like, dark point in the album. And, um, well, not necessarily. There's some songs surrounding it, but there are some really cute ones on it as well. And there's some sweet stuff. And even though this is heartbreaking, it's beautiful and really sweet. And uh, mm-hmm. he said, this is a very important song for me in that it's the finale piece of the symphonic piece I premiered last year. It's a love story set in World War II about falling in love in an incarceration camp and ultimately losing that love and uh you in the lyrics he says uh like we named our favorite sunsets and i only remember i can't remember them now and um saying like you've got someone new but he's a soldier in solitude and so it is this heartbreaking like loss of love but remembering that time and um the the lyrics that i find are very powerful And uh, this gets to the whole point of the whole album. The very first lyrics, he says, What are the things you wanted, the same as anyone, just a hand to hold a little after all is said and done. And the name of this album is Omoyari, which I might be butchering that, but it's basically uh, this concept in Japanese. um, It's a word basically for empathy. And um, Mm -hmm. that's what he wanted to basically the whole theme of this record and what he wanted to drive home is that need for empathy and I love that just saying this wanting the same things as everyone just a hand to hold a little and because that's what it all comes down to is we all want the same things we all want love and connection and happiness and um, it so often people neglect to see that in uh, people who are different from them or in people other than themselves. And, um, I was recently saying, uh, my brother was giving me shit. He was saying, you used to make fun of people all the time. You used to talk shit about people. And I'm like, I did, you know, I'm a comedy fan and we do insults. you know, you and I jokingly Mm -hmm. insult each other. And I'm like, but I'm an empath. (laughs) And, um, I was like, I really, I feel like I can put myself in a lot of people's shoes. And, um, I just think there's, that's so important, you know, and not to go tooting my own horn because I'm like, I wasn't always like that. Like he says, I used to be an asshole. <laughs> and um, I had some learning and growing to do and right. I will continue to. But um, yeah, I think that's really important uh, empathy and just uh, thinking about others and uh, their experience and because we can get so focused on our own. You know? Right.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I am constantly... I feel like putting myself in other people's shoes, which is really unfortunate for me. I have size 13 feet and most people have smaller feet than me. And oh my God, my, my dogs are barking.
1: Oh, I thought that was going to be like setting you up to actually get into like the power. (laughs) Nope. Just a You joke. (laughs) (laughs) You said, you said it all
0: really well. I just wanted to come in with a nice foot
1: joke, Um, but since you lightened the mood, I want to talk about. I keep saying this album is pirate folk. I was telling a couple of my (laughs) friends that, and they're like, "What is pirate folk?" Sure, yeah. And I'm like, "No, it's not a thing. I'm just it's a coin term I'm coining for this. Just it has that sort. It's got sort of a nautical theme, and um, jaunty. Yeah, and it's jaunty, and um, then uh, also you hear there. He does talk about, like, the sea a lot. And um, then uh, also he he talks about the desert a lot, um, which is something he talked about on his first uh, album. But I believe that is where some of the internment camps were held. And he actually went and spent time at these sites, uh, like, in preparation for this album. So this album just feels, like, so pure and personal from him and i feel like that's why it's so powerful because these songs feel like they have a history and um yeah i really think it's his best work yet so that was kishibashi with summer of 42 from omoyari out may 31st on joyful noise all right we got one more thing left to do and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in shouts All right, first off, I've been patiently awaiting this. This is, I'm so happy it's finally coming out. I mentioned her earlier, the 17-year-old pop star. Yeah, you think Nalufer's Nil- young being 23. How about 17? <laughs> Billie Eilish, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? That's gonna be a fantastic album. Wait,
0: who is this? You've never, I've never heard you talk about her Ta- or be excited about her. He's or,
1: joking because I've been obsessed. No. Um, and then we got Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel, which I interviewed Billy Woods, uh, back in the day as well.
0: Billy, 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 that's all you talk about
1: these days. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'm all about the Billiums Um, and that album is called Hiding Place. Also, another great rapper, Quelle Chris with Guns. Yeah. Those singles have been amazing. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. And last but definitely not least, legendary soul singer Marvin Gaye, You're the Man. Previously unreleased recordings uh, are coming out. And I believe these were recorded at the time of What's Going On, which is like iconic, Crazy. most amazing album ever. And uh, so that is going to be really great. What you got, Bry?
0: Well, you know they say trouble comes in threes. S- oh. So does Brutus. Uh, that's the tagline of the band Brutus, which I think is pretty great. It's a it's like a post metal trio, and I'm not into post metal at all that much. But I listened to uh, several of the songs from this album, and they're awesome. And I'm really excited to check it out. So I think you should do it.
1: I'm more of a fan of pre metal. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Which is wood.
0: <laughs> you know. You... You gotta go for post metal, which is plastic. Uh, Brutus Nest gonna be good, and the uh, only other one I have is Laura Stevenson and uh, the Big Freeze. I I like Laura Stevenson a lot. Crunchy singer songwriter,
1: <laughs> Crunchy singer songwriter Laura Stevenson. Yeah, I
0: think she'd appreciate that. Uh, uh, she yeah.
1: should uh, play up in Crunchy All. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy, you're cut off.
1: All right. Well, um, we want to talk about really quickly um, a new thing that we're going to be working on. We have new daddies. <laughs> so we have new daddies that we want to tell you <laughs> yeah. about. One of them is Off Shelf with our good buddy Dave Obenauer, made this uh, new site that's coming out where we're going to talk about music and culture and games and things like that. Um, is called Off Shelf. And you can go to offshelf.net to subscribe to the zine that will be coming out. Also
0: follow them on social media at offshelf.net. Dot spelled out. So that's that's what they're. uh, That's all the that's their name.
1: Yeah, and we'll be sharing the podcast on there, and we'll Mm -hmm. be uh, giving content to that site as well. So uh, look out for that. Also. As we told you last week, we're on Planet Ant Podcast now. Daddy we're, number two, Daddy number two. We're powered by Pinecast. That's kind of Pinecast is kind of Daddy number three, but um, yeah, we're super excited to be on this new network, and um, we love them. So go over to PlanetAntPodcasts We're
0: like the baby in three men and a little baby
1: we are exactly that we got a gutenberg Gutenberg. (laughs) we got oh that's just prime goot oh it's just guten is prime guten is prime guten is prime who
0: are the other is it ted danson you got prime goot
1: you got prime danson and then you got someone that no one's ever tom sellick
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right isn't it yeah isn't it it is,
1: it is i think you're right
0: so, um so we'll figure out which which of our daddies is which daddy
1: before brian so rudely interrupted me with a reference to a movie i love um <laughs> i was going to talk about some of the other podcasts i'm planning to podcasts i mentioned michael dupree's variety hour uh last time that's a great one with some improv characters and interviews also, I was gonna mention it earlier because we were talking about sports, and I was gonna say, we can save that for fumbling around with Andy Reed, who was my improv instructor last semester. Is he, he
0: the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Andy Reed?
1: Um, no, I don't think oh, that's okay. him. All unless right. he's doing like triple duty. Um, but he's a super funny guy, and uh, so check out that podcast. Um, all right, I think that's gonna do it for us for Planet Ant Podcasts. I'm Luke LeBan saying, you better check your perspec. And I'm Brian LeBan reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is the B-E-S-T-S-O-N-G-E-V-R-E-R podcast. This is the best song ever. Bye.